Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Bugle presents... The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks Sunday, the 24th of May of the year 2020, or episode 145 of this year. Happy death anniversary today to Theobald III, Count of Champagne, who died on this day in 1201, though when he left his region he was known merely as a sparkling count. On this day in history, some world-changing events, as in 1830, the heartwarming story of a girl and her small sheep, Mary Had a Little Lamb, was published as a song by Sarah Josepha Hale. Mary Had a Little Lamb has a lot in common with many nursery rhymes and children's songs, in that because you learned it young, you never questioned it, but in retrospect, who the f*** writes that song? Your guest today, returning from his short-lived remote reality television show Boy Search, where he spent six weeks building a boy band over Zoom, Andrew Zaltzman, welcome back to the show. Yeah, well, we have this great idea, Alice, for a band made entirely of just good-looking young men. Turned out it had already been done. Anyway, I, mean, I think we had... Um, <laughs> There was about 25 million applications from uh, around. That was the great thing with uh, the current lockdown, is it sort of globalised the the talent pool. After the first episode, we decided to try and build the biggest boy band in uh, global history using Zoom uh, to have the first million-member band. And in terms of the economic impact of that, you think of the number of new celebrities. You know, instead of you know four or five, which you usually get from a boy band, yeah, a million. Just the, you know, the, the amount of money that could be created by that, I think, could pull the world out of the, the current economic funk that it's in. Well, as always on the weekends, we take a step back from the sizzling crotch laser that is the 24-hour news cycle and bury ourselves <laughs> in the suggestively named bosom of the weekend magazine. This Sunday, <laughs> our Alice, top feature can you section... Please, could you please never use the term sizzling crotch laser again? 
<laughs> no guarantees, no promises. <laughs> this Sunday, our top feature section is quizzes and other distractions advice with our distraction expert, Andrew Zoltzman. But first, some parts of the weekend magazine we won't have time for. In the Weekend magazine today, the last post's pick of the best online courses you can do while in lockdown, including home baking, crochet, collage and undergraduate epidemiology. And an innovative choose-your-own-adventure celebrity scandal where you get to choose your way through a celebrity brouhaha storyline. Pick your celebrity and then travel down a narrative decision tree with events and responses picked at random from a series of hats with slips of paper that say things like wardrobe malfunction, apology faux pas, goes viral, secret baby, and racist answering machine message. <laughs> it's about as accurate as an average celebrity scandal, so jump right in and be part of content production. Did you steal the pitch for my TV show to replace the, the voice <laughs> search? Also in the Weekend magazine, six arguments you can use to justify wearing a face mask in public if you're a manly man who wants to avoid spreading or catching the coronavirus but is worried that this sign of empathy will make you look effeminate, including... Quote, not wearing masks is a conspiracy by feminists who want men to get sick and die. Or, pasting hair to your mask to make it look like a beard. As well as, this is just a camouflage scarf I'm wearing to go shoot up a school. It's not for public health reasons. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for our feature sections in the Weekend magazine right now. By the way, that beard thing works really well. Right. Yeah. What well, if you it. don't, um, I mean, I guess you could repurpose any ordinary household merkin uh, that you have lying, lying around. <laughs> Depends how hygienically you keep your merkins. If you sanitise your merkins as it says on the package, then you should be fine. This is a whole different podcast, Alice. <laughs> Merkin Mayhem with Alice Fraser. <laughs> That's all the time we have for your feature sections in the Weekend magazine, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because your mind's a hungry baby bird and these goods and services are just waiting to retch an enriched gloop of desire into the open mouth of your flightless brain. <laughs> Are you looking for a small ritual to propitiate the gods this solstice or full moon? If you can't get together with your coven because of social distancing regulations, serve your dark god by presenting an offering to your home temple. Just one drop of your own blood, a small amount of grain, and half a glass of water should be sufficient to appease the hunger of any minor deity. Half a glass of water sufficient to symbolise the whole element in a ritual setting. Half a glass of water, spoken by Alice Fraser for the Old School Religion Regeneration Society. And a new novel is out by self-published romance maven and online bestseller, Dancy Lagarde. First in a series of new supernatural romance thrillers marketed directly to the mysterious octopus tribespeople of New New Zealand. The Mantle of the Deep is a story of love, passion, secrets and octopus sex. <laughs> is seeking redemption after being cast out by his father, King... Of the Western Reaches. Half octopus prince, half vampire fish, he wanders the cold currents at the border of the Marianas Darklands, the trench that Titan walled off so many centuries ago to keep demon fish emerging from the depths. His mighty tentacles and tanned mantle hide a wounded heart. Is an orphaned Megalodonidae feeding her 3,000 sisters by hunting in the forbidden borderlands by the dark Marianas Trench. Her lean hunger and scrappy temper hide a passionate beauty, a strain of magic waiting to be awakened, and a creamy breast. When Prince <laughs> falls victim of an evil trench magician, only <laughs> volunteers to rescue him. And the moment they meet, a passion rises between them that cannot be denied. 
but Prince cannot bring himself to disclose his dark secret. His vampire fish heritage means he longs for fish blood, and once he mates, it will be for life. Will King accept his disgraced son back to the onshore octopus people tribe? Can their tentacles entwine forever, or will they be ripped apart by the cold currents of the heartless ocean? Will the evil trench magician seek his revenge? The answer is yes, but the question is how. <laughs> the Guardian called the mantle of the deep the most educational discussion of octopus reproduction since Legs Beneath the Waves. The Times condemned it for the graphic descriptions in the scene where Prince <laughs> uses his especially adapted tentacle to deliver a bundle of sperm directly into <laughs> mantle cavity while they also have normal human sex. The Mantle of the Deep, available now on all high tides. You going to buy that book, Andy? Uh, buy it. I bought the film rights. <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And that's your ad section for today. The last post. Now it's time for your top feature section in the Weekend Magazine, quizzes and other distractions. Our distraction master, Andrew Zaltzman, what's the latest in, in the world of distractions and quizzes? Well, everyone, Alice, of course, in the current circumstances trademark, is looking for new distractions, as uh, <laughs> all, all the old distractions that have uh, so successfully over the years kept us from the long, dark night of reality have been booted into orbit by this utter shitbag of a virus. Sport, obviously the greatest distraction, gone. Holidays, gone. The concept of time, gone. Basically, not worrying about everything all the time, gone. Religion, basically gone. I mean, what what else uh, do we use to distract ourselves? I mean, news about anything else other than this virus, gone. All all gone. All extramarital affairs, gone. Uh, or at least logistically a lot more problematic. <laughs> Everything gone. And quizzes uh, are very much stepped into the breach. Quizzes are proving... Uh, Enormously popular and um, some multiple choice quizzes getting uh, longer and longer, almost to the point of unsustainability. But but the, the question is, Alice, why have <laughs> quizzes become so popular now? Is it A, because people <laughs> love answering questions? Is it B, 
because people love parading their arcane and useless knowledge as some kind of badge of honour? Is it C, because there is an inherent nostalgia in factual knowledge that reminds us of a time when facts were real and we wanted to know as much as possible about everything before realising that approach is hideously flawed and that ignorance is indeed bliss? Uh, is it D, because uh, quizzes are the most effective form of psychological profiling yet developed, you can discover everything you need to know about someone from how they respond to a quiz? Or is it E, all of the above? Uh, the answer, of course, is uh, is E, uh, but especially A. It's because people do love answering questions and the uh, and also the sense of competition. Alice, it's a proud evolutionary relic of the qualities that enabled our great species to rise above the less inquisitive creatures around us. Essentially, quizzing, the advent of quizzing, was the key phase in human evolution. It's something that Charles Darwin <laughs> did not entirely get get on on top of. You know, when when other species were were happy with just three questions: Can I eat it? Can it eat me? And can I hump it? We humans, we evoluted because of our, our ability to ask further questions, such like, as... should I hump it? Well, that came a lot later, and in some ways that has been shelved in certain parts of society. Questions such as, what can I do with these waggly things on my hands? Uh, can I make this thing into something else using this other thing? And who scored the winning goal for Spurs in the 1982 FA Cup final replay against <laughs> Queen's Park Rangers? So that's, that's why quizzing took us you know, beyond the other species. Of course, one problem quizzes are finding at the moment, as we've realised through this crisis, is that facts are often false. And um, science, uh, a surprising amount of the time, uh, is uh, really just a process of hopefully sticking pins in the donkey's arse until the donkey says, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, rather than it being <laughs> you know, an act of kind of knowledge and uh, and precision. So this has led um, to a fashion for different types of quizzes, quizzes in which none of the answers are right, uh, quizzes in which the answers are just a matter of opinion and therefore potential argument, which is one of the things, the distractions that we've uh, we've embraced to replace the other distractions, to, to, in fact, in many ways to distract us from the lack of distractions, uh, just more arguments. Um, <laughs> uh, in fact, I think the IOC have just classified bickering as a sport, which is great news. So quizzes in which uh, the answers are given to you beforehand uh, are proved very popular as a real confidence booster. Uh, although some people still get a surprising number of those questions wrong. Also, that's the kind of quiz you need to be able to do if you ever get into top-level politics. And also quizzes in which the questions and answers are set by different people. So you, you just have you know a question and then a completely unrelated answer, which really makes you think on your feet, particularly if you know who has set the questions and answers, and you can try and, try and do a bit of uh, you know, mind reading to work out, work out what's what. And, and how are you and your family distracting themselves now? Well, um, board games, uh, obviously a lot of people getting into board games. Communist Monopoly we've been playing, which is basically the same as Ordinary Monopoly, but you have to pretend at the start of the game that you want it to be a draw. And uh, <laughs> those uh, go-to gulag cards are absolutely brutal. We're also playing uh, other board games, uh, in which we have uh, the winner is the most bored person in the house, uh, which is a way to make a positive out of the fact that now, what, two months into lockdown, everyone is bored out of their f***ing minds. And also you need to build quizzing into every stage of the day. So, you know, it's 9.25am, kids, what am I about to say to you? And this goes to both of my children. Am I going to say, <laughs> A, what do you want for breakfast? B, 
get up, you'll be late for school, albeit school is home, and you can claim you're doing a scientific research project uh, into the correlation between a nice long line and mental productivity later in the day. Uh, C, I've set up the catapult for your physics experiment. You just need to find the mouse and make the cheese parachute. D, you're not my real son and or daughter. Or E, did you have nightmares? Well, you're the ones that wanted movie night last night, and it was my turn to choose the film. So you can build uh, that kind of quiz element into just ordinary... Uh, ordinary, um, everyday life. But I think the key thing, Alice, the key thing in terms of distraction, keeping yourself mentally fresh during lockdown and not allowing things to get on top of you, the absolutely key thing in in the the absence of all the distractions we've usually built into our lives, the key thing is at no point allow yourself or anyone else in your household to think about the long-term future. That is absolutely critical. I mean, that sounds like a wonderful day to be planning for you and your family, or is it? Uh, What what do you find the best kind of quiz? Because obviously this is a very contentious matter, whether it's A, B, C, D, or 1, 2, 3, or whether it's you hit your buzzers first. Um, Do you have a preferred best kind of quiz? Well, I think the International Criminal Court does some terrific quizzing work. Well, certainly the International Criminal Court uh, has answered the question of whether adversarial or inquisitorial quizzes are best. Um, That's a very nerdy lawyer joke. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all the time we have for your top feature section right now, because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice and esteemed co-host, that's you today, Andrew. Hello. As a long-time devotee of the literature of Dancy Lagarde, I'm beginning to see a worrying trend whenever you are advertising her latest opus. I can distinctly discern giggling and even on occasion chuckling as you read out the precy of the novel. I feel this is rather disrespectful of you, whilst I realise that Lagarde's word may not be to everyone's taste, it isn't too much to ask, surely, that you at least show some decorum commensurate with the seriousness of these tomes. Sincerely, Dr Guntram Shatterhand. P.S. Good luck to you, Christopher. Thank you, Dr Guntram. I don't know what you're talking about as far as I'm concerned. I read the advertisements exactly as they are sent to me with every sound effect intact. Yeah. Um, uh, also, the font, so she uses Comic Sans font in all her press releases, which is a very funny font. <laughs> Thank you for sending a letter to the editor. Remember, you too can send a letter to the editor at the last post at somethingelse.com. And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We are here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr Andrew Zaltzman. You can listen to Andrew Zaltzman on episode 1, episode 6 or any number of other episodes including number 14 and number 21 if you want to go back to his brilliant celebrity celebrity work. Do you have anything to plug, Andy? Uh, well, I've got a big new uh, live tour. It's the first um, so- socially distanced hyper stadium comedy show uh, in which mm-hmm. uh, we're replacing the kind of arena comedy that become so popular for the, with uh, yeah, my fans and the fans of other comedians of a, a similar stature if uh, mm-hmm. it's not arrogant on their behalf to, to claim that um, I and some of my uh, celebrity comedy colleagues the likes of Mohammed McIntyre did, did you see that conversion mm-hmm. coming former golf no. star Colin Montgomery <laughs> Uh, that Netflix special was a real eye-opener. Right-wing provocateur, no offence. Julius Caesar, character acts uh, of a bailiff who thinks she's a Roman military leader. And, of course, all-star <laughs> comedy troupe Russell and the Russells. We will be uh, flying over Britain in a military helicopter with a, uh, the sound system from the main stage at Glastonbury delivering high-volume comedy to anyone beneath our flight path. And uh, <laughs> if people have heard it, they will receive a... 
a bill for a ticket by email within 24 hours. All proceeds go to the artists involved, so it's a it's a very good cause. Brilliant cause. I'll be checking that out. I'll try and find the flight path and stand directly underneath it, Andrew, because that's a great thing to support. Thank you for coming on the podcast. The last post is a something else, Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or commit to the Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter, as they and we always say good luck to you christopher and i'll talk to you again tomorrow